0: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock to take you through all the Round 15 team lists. Thanks to our sponsors, Harvey Norman, Don Brock. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you too. Pretty big uh, big news day today on Tuesday, but big week for fantasy as well. One superstar is missing from all our teams, uh, which is tricky, but um, otherwise not a lot of big shocks from these team lists
0: today. It has been a busy day, but yeah, like you say, no major surprises. We knew that Payne Haas was going to be suspended uh, before the team's dropped. We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, in the short term, let's get cracking on the eels of the storm. Uh, Thursday night out there at Banquest Stadium. Parramatta unchanged. Um, major talking points here. The halves, I guess. Regan Campbell-Gillard's gone off the boil a little bit.
1: Yeah, both halves still scoring well. I think Mitch Moses is still... Uh, a really good price, 664 k for someone who's going to give you probably 55 points a game. His last uh, few games are um, closer to the 60s, which is great. Um, uh, Dylan Brown going well as well, but a bit more expensive and a bit um, riskier perhaps at this point. Um, yeah, the other one, Nathan Brown's been scoring close to 60 in the last few weeks. Um, not in many teams. Uh, a pretty good point of difference option if you're looking for a second rower for the last few rounds.
0: That's about it. Let's move straight on to the Storm. Um, no Camerons in the team, both still out injured. Um, Vunivalu broke his jaw last week. Shandorell comes in. Delphine Nukin his calf at training. Tino Fassuomala-Awi starts at lock. Vete in on the bench. Uh, Jerome Hughes, who Craig Bellamy said after the game last week, was unlikely to play due to a groin strain. He's been named, but they do have Cooper Johns down there in Jersey. 20 on standby, so no guarantees that Jerome plays. Um, what are your key fantasy takeouts of so this one.
1: Is Big Tino the uh, the big news? Starting at lock? Yeah. Um, he's scored well in the past, but his minutes are kind of all over the place. And um, I don't know how long he stays in that starting side if Cameron Smith comes back, say, next week and Brandon Smith goes back to lock. So, uh, yeah. risky option, but we'll, we'll get some attention this week, I think.
0: That's probably the, the question, is what happens when Cameron's back and Brandon can take that 13 jersey. Sort of reminds me a bit of like a... I guess like a David Fafita without the minutes, like sort of relies on attacking stats, but he's pretty good at getting them when he's out there, but without guaranteed big minutes uh, makes him a little bit riskier. Um, Panthers and the Sharks on a Friday evening out there at Panthers Stadium. Um, Penrith uh, unchanged from last week. A few fantasy big guns, mostly scoring pretty well.
1: Yeah, Nathan Cleary still getting it done. 61 last week. Happy Coruscant, again, a big score in the 80s. Uh, those of us who sold him are really regretting it every week. Um, otherwise, Stephen Crichton had another good score in the 40s, despite not getting a try, um, which is a good sign for his scores going forward. Um, yeah, pretty much all as per usual for the Panthers, who are rolling on. Uh, James Fisher-Harris is the other one, had a good score, 56 on the weekend after... run of quiet scores um he's on the cheaper end of the potential keepers at 636k uh a bit risky after that quiet month he had before last week
0: as for the sharks basically unchanged other than the toby rudolph game day switcheroo that happens uh every week fantasy wise not a whole lot i don't think to get excited about here
1: not really pretty much sean johnson i think um Again, not a massive score from him last week, 51, but he's getting so many try assists that he's uh, scoring pretty well consistently. And yeah, no one else in that team's looking like a keeper at this stage.
0: No, although I did, I have to mentioned Sifatelakai me. the last couple of weeks and he had a boomer, didn't he? He had a good 60 one. 60-something with a yeah. try. I almost wish I'd punted on him uh, back when he took Britton starting spot. That would be a very left-field option for a guy whose base is pretty poor. Uh, second Friday game, the embattled Brisbane Broncos take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons up there at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, this team sheet, my word. Uh, so Payne Haas out suspended. Flegler has done his shoulder. He is going for surgery. He'll be a sideline for months. Uh, Jake Turpin has broken his hand. He'll be out for probably most of the rest of the home and away season. Um, New front row pairing of Joe offahan and Rhys Kennedy. Um, Milford back from a Hemi. Bumps Brodie Croft out of the team who's uh, been dropped after a run of pretty mediocre form. Uh, Jordan Carr who gets a run in the place of Jesse Arthurs in the back line. A couple of new names on the bench. Deary me.
1: Yeah, quite a bit happening. Um... Does any of that change your, uh, your thinking about fantasy trades this week? I don't know if Kennedy's a possible really cheap option at the front row for people who are looking for some backup to Haas uh, in the next couple of weeks.
0: I don't know. Uh, you'd Otherwise, need to be flush with trades because he's probably only got the two weeks. Really, you'd think
1: it would be basically as a cash out. What does he cost? Two seventy, $270, two seventy three. So I guess if you want a cash out option, who's going to Score some points in the next two rounds, and then you're not going to use them again. He's yeah. an option. Um, On Haas, he's definitely a hold for me. Is he a hold for you?
0: Um, yeah, with only two trades left and two weeks out, I, I have to hold him. I'm going to have to just wear the um, the million dollars sitting in the NPRs for a couple of weeks. And I dare say most people are going to be in a similar situation. Um, yep, could be a big fortnight for Pat Carrigan at least. Absolutely. Uh, In terms of the Dragons uh, new coach or interim coach Dean Young takes over from Paul McGregor just the one change Paul Vaughan has been recalled after his COVID breach and quarantine period Uh, he takes the spot that uh, Tristan Saylor had been occupying on the interchange Um, couple of potential captains this week in this lineup I reckon.
1: Yeah, Ben Hunt and Cameron Burgess both coming off scores in the 70s last week. Um, both very reliable. Um, yeah, and both good captaincy options this week, as you say. I think, yeah, Hunt's been scoring great when he's playing at hooker. Just the, the tackles and kick meters, just the fantastic base stats. And then anything else, he gets on top of that, you know, tackle breaks, run meters, assists or whatever. Is a bonus on top and McGuinness just playing 80 and making a ton of tackles and uh, getting a few runs in as well. Um, both really solid captaincy options. I think they might be the best two in the comp this week.
0: Yeah, um, those two are cleary of, of say it'd be the, the top three. Yeah.
1: Cleary, I guess, has got a higher ceiling and maybe a lower base, like he might get 100 again, he might get 60, whereas those two look like they should get around 70, you'd think. Um, yeah, exactly. Hopefully I didn't jinx them. Um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I think <laughs> I think this Dragons team probably won't look too different in terms of lineups in the next few weeks. One of the reasons Paul McGregor was happy to leave is because um, he wasn't getting much say in the in the lineups anyway. He was one of three people, was mm. that right, making the team selections. So I think the teams will look pretty much the same as is, don't expect any massive changes about Hunt's role or McInneson's role or anything to find final few hours.
0: No, I don't see anything too creative uh, happening in the run home. Uh, Saturday afternoon, footy up there at Seabus Super Stadium, the Titans and the Raiders. Gold Coast have a few interesting changes. Uh, Jai Arrow out injured and unlikely to be back this season with a shoulder injury. Jared Wallace starts. Milwaukee Fodoweka, who um, has sort of returned to a bit of fantasy form, gets the 13 jersey, which should be fairly exciting for his fantasy owners. Um, Don and Sammy both back from injury on the wings. Um, Corey Thompson has been dropped after busting about 20 million tackles last week. I don't it <laughs> might be a little bit unlucky, but. um. Yeah, the the main changes, plus obviously Proctor named in the back row pending a trip to the judiciary on Tuesday night, which is probably going to have already happened by the time many people listen to this podcast. Uh,
1: yeah, so a fair bit on in that Titans team. Um, Fodawaker got 58 on the weekend, played pretty big minutes, 65 minutes. So I don't know in terms of that whether his role is going to change too much this week. I guess Arrow, another big minute. Workhorse being out means that um, Fodawaker has... Possibly more to do uh, in the in the lock role. So yeah, good news for his owners. Um, another good score from Jamal Fogarty uh, this week, so <laughs> no need to ditch him. Um, Tyron Peach is the other one. He's been talked up a bit in the last few weeks, and then only got 21 points. His minutes were fine. I think he played 45 or something. The kind of thing he usually does. Just didn't get any or many tackle breaks. So uh, I think that will he'll improve on that in the weeks going forward, but um, you know, it's not like the Raiders are an easy team for him to make a big impact against.
0: Yeah, it was a weird one for Peachy's minutes, like you say, they weren't significantly down, but he did come on later than he has since about round four. So even though he's been getting 50-odd minutes, the 45 was still the, the least he'd played in a, a fairly long time. But yeah, you look, injuries in the back line, I feel like he was out wide for a little bit, then he took over at Hooker mm. in attack for a bit. And, um, yeah, a bunch of demerits and end up with a poor score, but you would think um playing, barring further injury, playing in the middle with Arrow out, he should get decent minutes this weekend. Both yep. Firm, firm was the other one, who I bought probably stupidly in a panic a few weeks ago and then had to sell when he got punted. Is now back, and if Proctor does actually end up getting suspended, he could be um He's in quite yeah, a few teams. Still, anyone who's held on to him, uh, he could be a, a handy option for their own home. Although you would think probably Sam Stone, who's also on the bench, would be the starter if that was to eventuate. Uh, the Raiders team is pretty much unchanged. Hudson Young in the 13 jersey again with Sutton back to the bench. Um, Tommy Starling recovered a little bit, although his minutes aren't quite what they were those first couple of games that he came in. Yeah,
1: so 41 in 47 minutes. Um, He's played more than that before. As you, as you said, I think he's been really good though. I, I saw some stat about he hasn't missed a tackle yet, which I'm not sure if that's right. But sure his defence is. is looking really good. Yeah, um, he's sharp in you know at a dummy half. Uh, all of us, Tom Starling owners, are just willing Ricky Stewart to give him more and more minutes. You know, playing for sixteen, playing for the whole game. Um, uh, yeah, he's still certainly outscoring uh, Havili, who's probably a sell if you've still got him. I've scoring in the 20s uh, the last few weeks. So, uh, Yeah, fingers crossed, Starling gets closer to 50 and if you've got Havili, I think you've got to move him on or just sit him in the reserves. Yeah, he hasn't
0: up. really panned out. Just looking at Starling stats, so he missed one tackle in his each of his first two games. The last three weeks, he's made about 100 tackles uh, without missing any um, so you're going okay in the middle, not exactly getting found out for a little bloke. And the other one is the points differential when he's on the field. They were down, mm. I think, 8-6 against Brisbane when he came on and then won the rest of the game 30-0. They were down 24-0, something against yeah. Penrith, and he was just sitting there yep. on the bench, which was, I mean, you know, it's easy to coach from the sidelines, but it was really weird that he was still sitting there while the team was getting pumped. And then he came on and they sort of got a bit better. They obviously didn't win the game, but um, sort of got back into it. So. Yeah. Hopefully, and The fact
1: league. is yeah, yeah. Like, clearly not a defensive liability, so there's exactly. no huge need to hold him back for mm. long but, periods, yeah. but we say this as Tom Starling on this, so... You know,
0: yeah, I and I'll that's minutes, a little bias. coaches always have a different view of how teams should be coached than actual NRL coaches, but um, come on, do the right thing, Sticky, do the right come thing. Dicky. Come on, sticky. Um, Tigers and the Roosters at Leichhardt Oval on uh Saturday afternoon. Um unchanged Twelve watch enters its millionth day of the season. <laughs> Jersey eighteen, will he or won't he?
1: Yeah. So what when did when's this game? Five thirty Saturday. So maybe by Friday afternoon we'll have a better idea. Um I guess chances are he's still just gonna be in the reserves and mm. Uh, 12 owners won't know until in the hour before kickoff. So that's uh, frustrating for them, but he's at least closer to coming back. It's not this week, it's surely next week. Mm. Um, he's got to be a, a good, you know, really good player to have in the run home. Most, you know, a lot of people would have sold him by now. So his, when he's back and when he's fit, he's going to score 55, 60 points a game. So yeah, Uh good one to have. Just annoying for those who've got him. Otherwise, uh, Tommy Talao and Sam McIntyre, the two players that a lot of people are running in their centres, both had pretty bad scores last week. Talao, 16, didn't do much on the wing, and McIntyre didn't get a lot of game time, uh, which has been a a bit unusual. He's been playing around 40, 45 minutes a game and got less than half an hour. So, uh, yeah, ideally for him, he gets more, but he's just going to be a bench player. And and who knows, maybe 12 coming back could affect him as well as another you know, big minute middle player.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a good point as well. So, uh, the non twile owners and the McIntyre owners certainly hoping that twirl sits down for another week. Uh, the roosters have plenty more changes. Obviously, Lockie Lamb and Luke Keary are both out injured. Uh, they do get Moz and Jared, where Hargreaves back from injury, um, Kyle Flanagan gets a recall. Drew Hutchison starts alongside him in the halves. And uh, Nat Butcher, who looked like he was going to be a a dud buy when he got bumped to the bench um, for Isaac Liu, uh, is now kicking along just fine because of all the other injuries in the forward pack. He starts in the second row.
1: Yeah. um, Butcher owners have hit the jackpot a bit there. I was uh, very sceptical about him as a buy. But, uh, yeah, the injuries, as you say, have made him uh, a pretty handy pickup. Otherwise um tedesco bounced back from a 20 a couple of weeks ago to get 50 something uh 52 last week but he's getting fairly cheap if you haven't got him already so Mm, true uh if if that's you keep an eye out for him in the next week or two um otherwise takia got 50 played great again in the weekend uh is he one of the leading front row options this week if you need someone to replace Haas.
0: Yeah, maybe. His best scores seem to come when Hargreaves is out though, and Hargreaves is yeah. back. Like it's they're the two kind of front row forward leaders and, and CY seems to play that, you know, seventy or eighty minutes when, when Jared's out. Otherwise you can afford to have a bit more of a spell. So a little bit of risk there, I guess. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Saturday night, the Rabbitohs up against the Sea Eagles. Uh, crunch game in terms of the, um, the ladder and that bottom part of the, uh, the top eight. Uh, Liam Knight suspended. Good news for Bailey Siren and owners. zero into the run on side. Jack Johns gets his third game of his career. On the interchange, um, fantasy-wise, what do you got for us here?
1: Uh, what's the go with Damien Cook? So 49 on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think 51 before that, 49 before that. Um, he had been flying. He'd been close, scoring close to 70 points a game. And now he's down to a 50-point player, which, you know, he's not bad, but he costs, what, 900 and something, what, 920K or something. So frustrating for cook owners. Um, do you see any obvious reason why... Oh, now he's at 824. I take it back.
0: Yeah. Um, why his I scores mean the- have dropped a bit? The, the tackle bust for me is the main thing. That um, So the last three games where he scored 50-odd, two weeks before that he scored 95 with two tries, which is obviously a score out of the box. And that 100 he got back in round six also had a try. But um, every game this year he's got at least one bust. He's probably averaging about three or four per game. And then the last three weeks, no busts at all. Um, and the run metres are down a bit too. He ran 100-plus metres five out mm. of six games from round five through to round 10. Um, since then, his best is 80. Um, he's mostly going at 50 or 60. So, mm. um, yeah, the the running game and the, the tackle busts have, have dried up.
1: He's dropped more than 100 grand as well in the last three weeks, by the looks of things. So, not that that matters if you're keeping him. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's a trade out yet by any means. But, uh, no but just a bit frustrating,
0: I suppose. If anybody. Yeah, just gotta hope that he um, rekindles that running game. He could almost be a, a handy buy in a, a week or two once that price comes down, yep. especially if he does uh, find a, a bit of form. I think a pretty high break even, yeah, up in the 90s this week. So almost certain to get a bit cheaper before he uh, starts to pick back up. Um, anyone else talk about Latrell Mitchell?
1: What did he get, 20? Yeah. Yeah couple of good scores, a couple of bad scores. It's just It'll gonna be like that all year. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. Uh, the Manly Seagulls um, injury woes at the back get even worse. Brendan Elliott out for the season with an ACL injury. Ruben Garrick to fullback. George Tafur back on the wing. Uh, Marty power. owners rejoice. He's back from a head knock uh, starting in the front row.
1: Yeah. Is there anything else to say there? Daly Cherry-Evans? still... Cracking out big scores. Djurbovic another big one. Tapao will probably get a good score as well. Um, I mean that's about it. More injuries to their backline. Yeah, struggling a bit uh, with all these injuries. It's not
0: too much in the way of opportunity there. I've had a couple of questions about Tanyela Paseko, who obviously coming off a monster score with a couple of try assists last week should get a couple more starts before Fenua Blake's back, but um, not exactly cheap anymore. Probably not and worth it. Yeah. Bit of risk, yeah. I agree. The Bulldogs and the Warriors kick off Sunday afternoon footy at ANZ Stadium. Um, Willapawadi back from injury. Montoya goes out. Um, a few switcheroos between the bench and the starting side. Most notably, last week's debutant Matt Durie into the second row. Josh Jackson goes to lock. Luke Thompson goes to the bench. What do you make of all this?
1: Yeah, so um, I think it's a pretty good sign. So he's he's quite cheap, 257K, played well last week, um, got a try, I think.
0: Yeah, he did get a try.
1: Um, yeah, got a try, uh, 48 points, so not a massive score when you take it into account. He just scored a try, but um, promising signs and the fact he's been promoted is a good sign. The Bulldogs are in a situation where they can you know, happily give a rookie start for the rest yeah. of the season there. They're not going to come last. They're certainly not going to make the eight at this stage. So, um, yeah, he looks a pretty good cash out option uh, at a good price. He can, you know, potentially play on your bench for the rest of the season. So, mm. if you're looking to free up money or something, um, he looks pretty good this week.
0: Should us Luke Thompson owners be worried given that I have to start him for Payne Haas this week?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, off the bench is not a great sign. He, I mean, he can easily still come on after. 25 minutes, say, and play out the game. Um, He can play pretty big minutes. uh, But if that doesn't happen, if he comes on and gets subbed off again in the second half, then, you know, it's probably sell time if that's going to be the role. So, yeah, it's a bit frustrating. He gets through, uh, you know, a fair few tackles when he's on, but um, not much in the way of breaks and offloads and stuff. So, um, got 40-odd last week, which is just about good enough. But, yeah, he needs those minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a frustrating one. They take on the Warriors. Got a couple of outs. Um, Patrick Herbert injured. Eli Katoa suspended. Hayes Perham in. Isaiah Papali'i starts. Uh, Murchie gets a recall. Um, it's pretty much the Tohu Harris show fantasy-wise.
1: Yeah, so 72. Again, he's just absolutely flying. Um, I really wish I got him. and Instead of holding off for Jazz Tavunga, who's still scoring fine, but... Mm. Uh, his game time has been going backwards and his demerits keep keep uh, you know, continuing. He got another dozen in demerits last week. He still scored 54 in less than 40 minutes, which is insane. But um, when he's on, he keeps giving away penalties and making mistakes, which is not going to help his game time either. Um, you know, Todd Payne's not going to give him 60 minutes if he's going to make this many uh, mistakes every week. So, yeah, frustrating one for Tabungo owners. At least he's still hitting 50s and the occasional 60 just needs to have a few um, flawless games so he can get that game time up.
0: Outrageous work rate. 66 points in 38 minutes he scored before he lost the demerits. Yeah. Without doing it, there was a try save in there which was an extra five points. Otherwise, it, was, it was heaps yeah. of tackles and runs and a couple of busts and that was it. So yeah, a couple more minutes cut at, cut at the, um, the demerits. Could be absolutely anything. Uh, final game of the round, the Knights up against the Cowboys. Newcastle uh, have lost Dan Sofidi once again to a knee injury. Jacob starts Pasami Solo in on the bench. Um, fantasy talking points here? Uh,
1: Kalen Ponga could have had a huge score, but he had a couple of forward passes that could have been Tricis, which uh, it's literally still about 58, which is good. Um, Current man, another good score for those who have held him all this time. Uh, Mitch Barnett, 70 in 80 minutes. Um, his game time's is played, I think, 70-something minutes the last few weeks. Then got the full 80 at lock uh, on the weekend. Um, is he an option? He's His scores are kind of ticking upwards. That's a big jump to that 70-point game. But um, mm. certainly a left field option, 626k. Fairly cheap if you think he's going to hit 55 and up. Yeah, yeah, I, know.
0: I think if at 626K, certainly the um, it looks likely that he's going to continue to play big minutes. I wouldn't guarantee he's going to get 80 every week, but I can't really in that, you know, the way they're going and the way he's going, I can't see him playing less than 60 anytime soon. He's playing in the middle, racking up plenty of stats. He's been really good, like forget about fantasy, but just in terms yeah. of what he's sort of doing for the Knights, pretty much since he came back from injuries, he's been quite impressive. So it's a guy that they want out there, I think, for for long spells. Um, yeah, definitely a bit of a point of difference option for the, the run home.
1: Yep, there are the positives. I guess the negative is Mitch Pierce Pearson's had two sub-40 games in the last two weeks. Mm. Um, I don't know if he's a sell yet. He might be. He's certainly not one of the top-tier halves in fantasy this year. And um,
0: yeah.
1: it, it seems Ponga's probably getting most of the tri and, and tries. Terms of the playmakers of the Knights these days, so mm. might be one to upgrade, but who knows? They've got a few kind of easy games coming up, and this is one of them against the Cowboys where Pierce could get a, over the line himself and get one of those 70s. So, who knows?
0: Do we it's obviously coincided with Blake Green getting there? Do we attribute that, or is it just he's missed a heap of tackles in the past fortnight as well? Blake Green only took. What hundred and twenty kick meters last week? So yeah,
1: the kick meters I think isn't it. So both though, both Piers and Green didn't have huge kick meters last week. Just the way the game turned out, I guess they weren't mm-hmm. uh, required to take many long kicks. Um, but yeah, it seems Green's taken Ponger's kick meters, but it's more I don't know having. Pierce and Green there, and then Ponga off the back of those big sweeping backline moves. Ponga's the one who's sending guys over for tries or, or scoring himself. So, uh, and Pierce just hasn't had a lot of line breaks or tackle breaks or whatever. So, yeah, if he has a massive individual attacking game, he's going to get a good score again. But short of that, um, yeah, he's not going to get Nathan Cleary style kick meters, you know, 500, 600 kick meters by himself. So, um, yeah, p- possible trade.
0: Yeah, uh, this final point. team list around 15. The Cowboys, just the one change. Ruben Cotto replaces Jake Granville on the bench. No help there for Reese Robson owners. He's probably been a sell the last couple of weeks. Um, otherwise, other than Tamalolo, it's not really much on offer here for fantasy coaches.
1: Yeah, I mean, Josh McGuire is a possible, again, harsh replacement if you've got money to spend in the front row. Uh, keeps hitting fairly consistent scores in the low to mid-50s. Um, the Hammer scored a great try and still didn't get many fantasy points last mm-hmm. week, 21. Um, yeah, that hurts. Um, otherwise, Michael Morgan had a of, had a big game, but probably a one-off or yep. you know, an occasional big score for him. So, Tom is the man as always
0: for sure let's get cracking on some questions of which there are plenty this week we'll start with uh johnny leary uh silva haveli has not proven to be the late season cash cow i'd hoped him to be certainly not on your own there uh who at around 400k or less in any position is going to generate the most cash over the next couple of weeks i've got one eye on jacob little
1: uh well i'm not sure about little um it sounds like harry grant could be back as soon as next week yep um so that will have some effect on Littles' minutes. If not, take him out of the team altogether. We'll see. Um, probably the kid at the, the Bulldogs. Dury? Dury?
0: Matt Dury, I, see that. I think. yeah.
1: The cheapier of the week,
0: thank you think? Let's, let's Let's say he's the cheapie of the week. Yeah, I think you're probably <laughs> right. Matt Dury is, like you said, not going to get a try. But into the, the run-on side in the second row should get pretty big minutes. So, um, you know, even sort of mid-30s. Her game from here on would make him some handy cash. I'm going to say that, yep. jury as well. Uh, Kia Snell has two trades left. Um, should they be used strictly to cover injuries, um, or in a few weeks, trade out someone like a Siren or a Randall for a cash out to allow an upgrade of Ellie Katoa to a keeper? Uh,
1: yeah, I think at this stage, um, strictly for injuries, personally, there's still what, five rounds left after this, so um, yeah, those two for injuries. If you get to the You know, late in the finals with, you know, one or two weeks left and you've still got them, then you can start, you know, using them to upgrade your team. But I wouldn't be burning through them at this
0: point. Question from Paul Burns, who somehow has seven trades left. Way to show off. What are your thoughts on holding Payne Haas, selling Mitch Pearce and Bailey Sieranen for Clemmer, who would obviously cover Haas this week, and also Jacob Little? um, Obviously, another one there with Little probably going to lose a lot of points in the near term to Harry Grant.
1: Yeah. Aside from little, I like that. Like the sound of that. I think um, holding Haas. I think is a good move. Although with seven trades, you could maybe afford to ditch him and get him back. But um, mm. depends what situation you're in in terms of your head-to-head league or overall or whatever your uh, your aim is. Um, selling Pierce and Serenin. Uh, yeah, neither of them are must sells. But if you can upgrade them, then you can go for it.
0: Siren and I wouldn't sell this week just because he's back in the run-on side at least for a week with Liam Knight out. So probably worth seeing how he goes Mm -hmm. uh, for this week at least. Uh, Dylan has three trades left, 63K in the bank, no front row or second row coverage with Haas out. So I has to bring a forward in. Should I cash out Talao for Matt Durie or should I get rid of Latrell Mitchell to a mid-ranger? Examples include Christian Welch, Joffin, Gowie, Jordan McLean, Taniela, Paseka, etc.
1: Um, yeah, I think the Talao Faduri move is probably the better one mm. if a second row is going to help him. Um, but Trell, he's been, you know, his scores are frustrating, I'm sure, but I think he's still got a bit more upside than Tommy Talao does. And, mm. um, uh, yeah, what, what would you do?
0: Yeah, I like the first option. Talau on the wing just needs tries and he's not going to... He had a couple of games there where he was on about 10 with five minutes to go and barreled, I think, the Eels game, one other game, barreled over for a late try and ended up with a really respectable score but could easily have been another you know, low-teens score. Like he got on the weekend, um, Dury, like you said, probably the the cashier of the week. Latrell playing fullback is capable of getting a big score without getting any tries. Yep. I know he's going to get the odd quiet score, but, you know, dual position, high ceiling, covers centre. I think you probably, if you've got Latrell at this point of the season, he's probably one to stick with. Yep. Um, Chris Woody, thoughts on going. Tessie Nude to Reese Kennedy from the Broncos, holding on to Payne Haas for the two weeks. Uh, option B is selling Haas to Siwa Talkeaho. Five trades left, no cover. So obviously has to make a trade to avoid a red dot.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Um Kennedy uh as I said cost about two seventy uh K. Uh you're playing for two weeks when he's probably starting both weeks with no Haas and with Flegler injured. So he should get decent scores at, at the very least. And then when Haas comes back, you don't need the cover anyway. So yeah, yeah I don't mind that move.
0: And you potentially with five trades have the flexibility to then on-sell him for, for someone else in yeah, a couple of weeks down the track if there's no other injuries. Jamarcus Deswan, the seventh, is back. Uh, are there any keepers under 650K or should I make two trades to get in someone like Appy Corasau or Ryan Pappenhausen? Keepers under, under
1: 650. 650. There's, so Mitch Moses is around 650. I think he's just
0: over. Um,
1: Mitch Barnett, we just mentioned, 620-something in the keeper bracket now.
0: Probably is, actually. That would be borderline. What did Waker drop down to after all that? 625?
1: Yes. There you go. On yeah. those guys.
0: Fodawaker or Mitch Barnett would be your uh, best chance, I think, for a keeper under 650. Probably worth mentioning Tino. Fast of all, are we? But obviously with the proviso that Brandon Smith probably takes his starting spot um, next week or the week after. Um, Matt Barnes has a question Um, up against a mate who has Haas, Grant, Cam Smith and Katoa all out with a letter three potentially returning. Should he trade Haas out to keep his season alive? Three trades left, four red dots. Big decision. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, if if your head-to-head season comes down to it, then... um, I guess, go for it. Three trades left is tricky.
0: Um, I mean, Grant I mean, came be par- probably back a week earlier than Payne Haas. Yeah. Yeah,
1: true. And I guess you just caught up at, at that point of not having Haas. You know, maybe you burn. I don't want to get him back, but that seems a bit of a luxury move. Um, yeah, I mean, if if it means your season's going to be over if you lose this week, then then trading Haas, I guess, is a uh, you know risk worth taking. You've at got a lot of money to spend on the
0: replacement. Exactly. Well, whoever you get, you're probably going to have some change left over for your last two trades. Uh, Shane Miles has Cleary and Moses in the halves. Should he upgrade Jerome Luai to Ben Hunt or Cherry Evans, or is there a better option?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, Hunt and Cherry Evans are great if you've already got Cleary. So. Mm. um have you got a preference there? I've I got Hunt go, personally and yeah, he's
0: we'll going go great. Hunt. I know DC is flying, but Hunt now yeah, that it looks like he's gonna be the eighty minute hooker for the rest of the year and still a bit underpriced, um, he's still a, a really good buy, I think. Uh Ryan Burgess writes him with a couple of fantasy questions. Are uh, Bailey Siren and uh Sam McIntyre both holds. Um and then with Haas out, both will have to be on my bench. If they're not, which one should I trade out? Um Leaves 804K, K, along with Tessinu to bring in two players.
1: I think they probably are both holds at this stage. Mm. What do you think? So, Siren back in the starting team this week could yep. potentially play big minutes. You know, if he starts and doesn't play 80 this week, we know it's really not going to happen. So, at that point, he's a trade. Uh, McIntyre, last week, was a bit of a one-off. He normally gets 40, 45 minutes or something like that and scores at close to getting close to a point a minute, so he can still be a handy 40-point centre, so... Mm.
0: Um, yeah, the centre... Yeah, no, I agree. Is uh, Brent Jackson writes in his Torhu Harris, a good captaincy uh, option, seeing as the right side of the Dogs was weak against the Tigers.
1: Absolutely. I think it's a pretty good captaincy option regardless of the, who they're playing this week. Um, keeps getting these scores in the 70s and Uh, that's all you can ask for. So, yeah, I think he's certainly in that top group of four or five guys who are good alternatives to Haas.
0: Yeah, I mean, any given game he's probably a chance of a a try or a try assist, but I I wouldn't be so worried, like you said, about who they're playing or if they're a defensive, weak defensive side. I think he's just His base stats are incredible at the moment. He's um, still only about 4% of teams, I think. A lot of us were worried that Mm. he might lose some work when uh, Jazz came back. That hasn't been the case at all. He's absolutely killing it. Uh, Hunter Hutchin writes in, he's uh, selling Harry Grant to McInnes 2 sideways. Uh,
1: I mean, it's probably a slight upgrade, but again, I think it sounds like Grant could be back next week. Um, so if you've held him this long you're probably better off holding him again I mean it's going to be frustrating if Grant comes back and he's not the 80 minute hooker that he was if they keep playing little some minutes or something the Tigers could do looking towards the next season so mm. that's one of the reasons I sold him in the first place but if you've held him this long you may as well I think hold him for one more week
0: Yeah, I've got a theory Unless that you... if the Tigers lose a couple more games and finals are out of reach Harry Grant's going back to Melbourne Littles the future he might if not be the new starting hook, or at least be getting 30, 40 minutes a week off yeah. the bench and, and job sharing with Grant, which would make Grant a bit of a, a liability. So, no guarantees that'll happen, but it's something we're thinking about. Uh, Daniel Richardson writes in Can someone fix Damien Cook, please? Uh, <laughs> we'll do our best.
1: It's beyond our power, I think, though.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Nick Hudson writes in, how are Madison and Cooks break-evens looking, hoping to snap them up when they bottom out? It looks like it's best to wait another week or two. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Cooks at least is very high. Uh, yeah, both very high, both around
0: 90. So give it another week or two. Absolutely. Uh, Matt Sindone writes in, is it worth upgrading Jerome Loy or Mitch Pierce who are both bench options for me with only three trades left and 225k spare cash?
1: I think, so. I think it probably is worth upgrading at least Luai. Mm. Luai is not going to average 50 almost certainly. And, and Pierce has a chance of hitting regular fifties, but um, yeah, it's a safer bet than Luai at least. So I think upgrade Luai first, maybe give Pierce another week or two. And then if you need to upgrade him as well, do that later
0: more quick ones Dave Olivetti friend of the show is Payne Haas a seller a hold ideally he is a hold unless you're flush with trades and desperate to get an expensive front row this week. Izzy Tannerow writes in, will Raymond Vitale Mariner play 80 minutes this week? I know he had the flu last week or should I trade him or Pierce as they are my weakest links to get some front row cover as I have none for Haas. Um, yeah, he should be back up to 80. You would think, uh, given that the debutante or the, the rookie Matt Dury is into the uh, the starting side and he's ideally uh, over the flu. You would think um, Darren Wilson writes in, is Tino a bona fide keeper the rest of the way? Just be a little bit worried about Brendan Smith taking that start starting 13 jersey. Ellie A from New Zealand is one of the ones who held on to trial. What are the chances of him being a late inclusion and playing the full 80? I would be surprised if he played the full 80, but uh, yeah, just keeping on late mail in terms of whether he might uh, be a late inclusion if he gets through training and captain's run. That's all the time we have for this week's podcast. It was a big one. Thanks to you, Dom Brock. Thanks to everyone for listening. I'll be back on Wednesday with Tanisha for the fantasy video. The Late Mail Crew podcast drops, as always, on a Thursday with all your late mail and breaking news to come on nrl.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, Harvey and Norman. We'll see you back here next week.